For your listening pleasure, here's Polizzi and Rose, covering the week of media, marketing, and digital content news. This old marketing. Take it away, boys. Well, hello, my friends. This is Robert Rose, and welcome to episode number 367 of This Old Marketing for Friday, March 17th. Yeah, that's St. Patrick's Day. I hope you're sober at this point. And with me, as always, is my pal, my colleague, and a guy who didn't bank at Silicon Valley Bank, Mr. Joe Polizzi. How are you? Are you are you feeling confident about the, the U.S. financial system? Oh, my. I, I, I have some people that I know that had their money in that bank and you could i was watching and following this on social media and you could see the terror like there there's one example i know we're going to talk about a little bit of this later because it is newsworthy but there was one person in particular who started a media company very successful multi-million dollar company and i believe had seven figures in the bank it said literally it just they went to their account and it was gone like Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Said it was the worst day of his life. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, I'm, uh, (laughs) I mean, this is, we're not going to get into cryptocurrency or anything, but this is the reason why Bitcoin was created. It came out of the 2008, 2009 financial crisis because of the fact that there's some shady stuff going on. and, And I don't think that the Fed was aware that they could break some of these banks just by raising rates so quickly but they did yeah and s and and that and svp didn't really if you look at how this happened because they basically bought bonds and then the rates went so fast and those bonds became big losers quickly and they needed cash and what you're like well they didn't do anything risky this wasn't any kind of scheme it right I don't know. I could go on forever. I don't but I don't understand how the the crypto industry gets so much hate and at the same time you have things like what's going on with Credit Suisse right now and all the horrible things that that bank is doing and they're being bailed out in a lot of cases. I mean, what? I don't know. I could Don't get me started. I'm already on a rant. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about it. This is going to be, it's our first news item when we get to the news. So yeah, I, we'll, I just, we'll talk uh, about- yeah, I totally jumped in right into news. But anyways, yeah, yes, St. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick's Day, we should be drinking and not concerned yeah. about little things like people losing their life savings. Yeah, it's 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 a little crazy. I mean, I mean, I think St. Patrick's Day will be a big celebration. Well, let's just, I don't know, celebration is the right word, but certainly, you know, it's, it's one of those... Uh, you know, it. I think. Thank God, it's Friday, sort of thing. Well, so. you know, again, it only affects a very small group of people. And Indeed. I think the most Indeed. of the people listening to this, you know, might not. Even, I mean, I think most. I think it's a pretty big news story, so I think people are aware that it's going on. But you know, obviously, we'll cover a lot more things. But I was going to ask: Are you? Do you celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Is this a thing, or no? Uh, I do not typically. No, I and and as we were talking in pre-show, uh, I I didn't even. Um, I didn't even, you know, really uh, remember that it was Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving, uh, St. Patrick's Day. I just had no, I had no recollection of it at all. So that tells you how much I celebrate. (laughs) Yeah, we, yeah, we, um, 
We have all of we have our friends group and then all their kids over at the same time. So oh it's my not, gosh. it doesn't well, get it's, it's like a whole thing. Yeah, it's not yeah. like it's not it's it's not one of those parties that gets out of hand with drinking or anything, but we just have a very good time. We do yeah, obviously corned beef, cabbage, the whole you know, we really the whole thing. It's a big deal. And we've got a scavenger hunt set up and it's it yeah, it's a yeah, it's a thing. And it has been for, for quite some time. As we celebrate my Irish heritage of twelve point five percent, right? Fifty <laughs> percent Italian, 5. and then the rest of it's sort of a Heinz fifty-seven. But I do have yeah. Irish in my background. You do not, I don't think. You're not. I uh, well, I probably do somewhere. I mean, my 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 whole uh, starting with my mother going all the way back is Scottish. So and pure Scottish, right? She came over, as I like to say, she came over with the Beatles. Um, so, you know, so that whole, I mean, but, but <laughs> well, my mother would roll over in her grave if, if I started to talk about how, how, how much Irish was in the family, because the Scots and the Irish don't typically get along very well. Um, so, you know, there's that. Um, so maybe, you know, other than, other than a, a fondness for whiskey, there probably isn't much. <laughs> there isn't much in common there. No, you're, but but, uh, but I know there's a number of people. Like we, I was telling you before the show, I got a couple people that wanted to have meetings and talk on Friday. And yeah, we're like, okay, do you not know? There's two. Like most people, from what I can gather, are really not working. If they're working on today, they're they're really not working. You've got St. Patrick's Day, and then you've got the second day of March Madness. That's oh well, that's true too. Yeah, I mean. Are you a bracket guy? Yeah, do I do, do it every bracket? year. I do. I, I okay. absolutely do a losing bracket every every year. I yeah, am consistently people, yeah. not finishing uh, anywhere close to the money in the brackets that I do. I only do. I, I do two. I have two groups that I've done for a long time. I continue to do them, and I generally compete for last place because I okay. pick. I pick long shots. Yeah. At. And then and then you realize like I look at them and I'm like oh I've got a a six and a four and a two and a three and I got no one seeds left because I predict them going out early and then I realize well this is kind of dumb because you know this is silly why am I doing this but one right. of these years it's gonna pay off handsomely <laughs> right twenty forty dollars I'm gonna win it's gonna be you're gonna incredible. you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna at least make up. Point oh 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 one percent of what you've spent in some of these pools. <laughs> it does the. It is. It is nice because I do pay a little bit more attention to the games. And and actually, it's funny because you and I have talked about the rise of gambling, especially here in Ohio, since sports betting is is legalized now. Yeah, I understand why the NFL and Major League Baseball and NBA want this to happen and have these great partnerships because people pay more attention when they're gambling on right. the games. That's right. That's a whole yeah. other thing about the downfall of our society. But, you know, good for those organizations, right? <laughs> good very, very happy yeah. about yeah. this. Yeah. Anything right. else going on with you? Yeah, uh, like, you know, it's it's been a crazy busy couple of weeks here, um, which is you know as again as we were talking in pre-show is a, is a good thing. Um, it's a little bit. It's been a little bit overwhelming in terms of how much stuff there is to do, uh, but I'm not going to complain about it. Uh, you know, it is. It's uh, you know it's 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 spring uh, or getting near spring. Uh, the solstice is next week, so. 
you know, it's uh, it, it's 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 good to be it's good to be busy. Yeah, put it that way. Well, I like uh, March is a good month for me because, as you know, we've talked about this many times uh, before. February is always a down month, which is why I travel in February because yeah, I get the blues. And now, as we move in, and the time changes, and it's it's lighter. You know, I mean, it was getting dark at five o'clock in Cleveland and I was like, this is terrible. Like nobody wants this. And now I think it was almost like seven thirty or something yesterday. Like this yeah. is feeling good. We've got more hours in the day. I see the sun. That's a nice thing to be able to do that. So I'm feeling I'm feeling good about, you know, the run up to you know we've got six weeks until Creator Economy Expo. And uh, you know, sponsorships are going real well for that. Need 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 a few more people to. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna hit a good one with this one. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah of course you're speaking. I get well, to see I you. Am. We're gonna yeah. do a podcast there. Probably we'll probably be drinking while we do it. I don't know how people feel about that, but doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't, ma- doesn't matter. We're gonna do it anyway. We're at the point where we don't care anymore. That's right. We do what we want. That is. It is such a nice. Like I. <clears throat> I look at some of the, the I don't know, I could call them kids. They're not kids, you know, generate, you know, Gen Z, let's say, that are yeah. breaking into this whole content marketing, content creator thing, and they're worried about all the things. I'm like, I'm so glad I don't have to go back and care about what people think anymore. It's like, I don't, do you do that? Do you, are you past the point where you, I mean, I know you care. But you don't yeah, think about I mean, your your business decisions and really care what people think anymore, do you? Well, I mean, I I'm not quite sure how to answer that. the The answer is yes, I do care. But if you're if you're if if you're asking whether or not I'm worried about what people think because of decisions that I'm passionate about making, the answer is no. Right. So I I don't. I I'll put it this this way. Yes. The 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 the, the older I get, uh, the more confident I get in some of my decisions that don't necessarily have uh, input or approval from, from others. Is that, I don't even know if that's the right way to put it, but it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to, yeah, you, you, so you're saying, yeah, you do care what people think, but you don't have, it's no basis for you making a decision. That's right. You do what that's you right. want. I mean, and, that's except right. for your right. except for your lovely wife I'm assuming like it oh that well, yeah is that's different. A whole, that's different you know that's a different thing yeah altogether. just everyone just so yeah. you know yeah. yeah I mean I probably should couch this with what I'm yeah. talking about here is yeah. everyone but my wife that's right <laughs> yes that's a I whole definitely care that's what a different she thing. thinks that's yeah actually that's I almost thing. always ask for permission I, I like hey, I'm gonna hey, honey I'm gonna do this can I can I <laughs> It's just, can I put this on the calendar? Is this yeah. Because I'm not allowed to, I don't know if you know this, I'm not allowed to touch the calendar. It's a big deal when I'm, I put something yeah. on the calendar. Oh, yeah. I, 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 am, I am not allowed to do our social calendar, um, so I just leave that alone. Uh, anything else, I mean, sometimes I have, you know, like, you know, silly things, um, doctor's appointments and those sorts of things. I can do that, but, but anything that requires socialization... <laughs> That's that's purely the, the you know the entertainment director's job. Oh yeah, and it's not Ab- yeah it's absolutely not my job. yeah. We've yeah. I lost 
Um, there was a time when we both did those things, and I lost my calendar privileges. I'm not going to go see. into why that happened, <laughs> but it did. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We're both. It just takes day. one. Yeah. It just takes <laughs> All one. Right. All it right. It just takes one. Yes. Let's, let's get to the let's news. Let's do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's fun. Uh, so we are going to talk about some fun things today. Um, the word, but we're not going to start with necessarily something fun, but it is important. Um, we're going to start with uh, the idea of Silicon Valley Bank and what's going on uh, with um, going on with that whole, you know, what, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Um, we'll also talk about the fact that uh, um, is, is Meta uh, going to be too big to fail? Um, uh, you know, there's been some recent layoffs there, so we'll we'll definitely talk a little more about that. And then Ryan Reynolds, yes, you know that Ryan Reynolds, the just ridiculously handsome and unfairly handsome and talented uh, comedic actor, has sold his company to T-Mobile. We'll talk a little bit about what that means for marketing and how uh, how he was able to position that in such a great way. Then, yes, this week, uh, Chat GPT four came in as well as some new tools from Google, and we'll talk a little bit about what that might mean for the evolution and how much bigger and better and bolder Chat GPT four is. And then, if we have time, which we probably won't, because we'll talk a lot about the other stuff. But uh, if we have time, we'll talk about Snapchat and how it's made its content guidelines now public, uh, which is a really interesting thing to do for that social media network. And then we'll get into some commentary, and both of us have commentaries over, uh, I guess, uh, uh, online or streaming uh, media. Joe's going to talk a little bit about everything, everywhere, all the time, all at once, everywhere, on the, <laughs> basically, <laughs> you know, that movie uh, that seemed to win every Oscar. Uh, seven of man. 11. Yeah, seven, seven of 11. Seven of 11 is amazing. Um, and then I want to talk a little bit about uh, my, I'm going to rave about The uh, Last of Us which, uh, of course, uh, many of you know, comes from a video game. So a chock-a-block full show, as it were, don't you think? Don't you think, Joe? I don't th you think that I, this is a... Did you watch the, the Oscars? I just... We didn't I did. talk about yeah, it, I did. so... Did, did I you, did. Did you... It, I saw that the ratings were up something like 18%, so uh, either people were thinking that there was going to be another scandal, like the slap last year, or they just wanted to see... Jimmy Kimmel and some of the they they did seem to nominate everyone this year. Everyone gets a nomination. It's like seventy two <laughs> yeah. best picture nominations. It was uh, a lot. Yeah, it was. It was definitely, and it was very. You know what? I the most. I, this was almost my rant uh, this week. But one of the things that I really uh, wanted to rant about um, was uh, that I don't know. If, did you watch the Oscars? I did. We rarely ever do, yeah. but we decided that this year, and you know, probably the reason why is because our youngest is really into the movies and films and likes to talk about it. So we're like, okay, let's go. We'll we'll do this. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I did enjoy it. I have one take on it, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that, that, you know, there, I don't know if you saw the, or noticed the ads, the, the absolute native advertising that was going on in the middle of the Oscars, especially the Disney one. Um, where they came out, two people came out to announce an award, and they didn't announce an award. They basically, it was the, the, the star, the new star of the Disney movie, um, Little Mermaid, and they came out and basically announced a, an ad. They yep. came out and said, hey, here's the new promo, and then you got a full-on trailer for the Disney movie. Yeah, and then 
they did kind of the same thing with Warner Brothers doing this sort of history of movies thing, which really wasn't a history of movies, it was more sort of a promo for their streaming network. Um, and so it was just, it was, it was really kind of weird. It was just, I thought it was, I, I, it just really, it, it was jarring to me. And, and, you know, I mean, I pay more attention to that stuff than maybe the, the average mm-hmm. bear, but, but, uh, but yeah, it was very odd. I, I got to tell you that I wasn't too impressed and we have a lot of friends at Autodesk, but I, I was not impressed with the Autodesk. That did you get the whole thing from? from that oh yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, okay i don't know if you have yeah. any comments on it but i no not necessarily yeah i mean i mean eh. so anyway short yeah they, they basically it's if i knew it right away where where it was going but uh my wife was watching she didn't see she was out of the room for the first commercial she didn't i have okay. no clue yeah. what the second commercial was then because if you right. miss the first one then you don't know like what is this autodesk like is this a real person because they treated it that way, Elizabeth Banks yeah. was in it. And yeah, it just didn't. It just didn't play for me. I don't know. The bear was funny though. The cocaine bear was funny though. That <laughs> I thought that was. That was. Yeah, I got this. Is the one comment that will go out with the show. My yeah. favorite thing that Jimmy Kimmel did in mm. the beginning in the monologue was talking to Nicole Kidman, and said thank. And you know, because uh, about our, our movie going habits, because my wife and I we go to. Tuesday discount AMC movies and we have for a long time and so when we go in Nicole Kidman before the movie starts does this ad and she goes in and she's like how how important the movies are for our existence and whatever and basically it's an ad for getting people to the movies who are already at the movies and Jimmy Kimmel made that point and said thank God Nicole Kidman that you're there to get people to go to the movies who are already at the movies and <laughs> right. i'm like thank yeah. god somebody said that because every time it bothers me like yeah. please en- enough is enough exactly so, anyways exactly all right all right let's get to our first story here which is about uh the silicon valley bank and the collapse of it uh this happened uh, friday literally as we were going to air on our last show uh it was happening it happened over the weekend and then sort of the you know remnants of it is happening this week and we'll uh, link to a show in the show notes from CNN, which the headline is uh, Silicon Valley Bank Collapse Was Driven by the First Twitter-Fueled Bank Run. And this was why we're covering this, because there's a really interesting social media uh, component to this whole scenario. The article opens up by saying the massive amount of customer withdrawals that led to the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank had all the hallmarks of an old-fashioned bank run, but with a new twist befitting the primary industry the bank served. Much of it unfolded online. Customers withdrew $42 billion in a single day last week from Silicon Valley Bank, leaving the bank with $1 billion in negative cash balance. Uh, The company said in a regulatory filing, and then the staggering withdrawals uh, unfolded at a speed enabled by digital banking and were likely fueled in part by a viral panic spreading on social media platforms and reportedly in private chat groups. The article goes on to describe some of that and basically talked about how this is sort of a new phenomenon, uh, basically in you know modern communications. Uh, and uh, what made the Silicon Valley Bank run unique was the ease by which customers could execute withdrawals and two, the speed of which news of uh, the Silicon Valley Bank's impending demise spread. So it's a really interesting, This, I mean, this goes way beyond banking. This goes into marketing. This goes into how quickly a 
company can fail uh, or, you know, basically with anything, with the sort of mob rules idea, what what do you take from this, if anything? And there's a there's a really interesting thread on Twitter that was uh, that was that was, you know, talking about this as well. But what's your take? Yeah, this I don't think that we're going to see a cascading bank failure, if you will. Um, I, I mean, I made my my point at the beginning. It, it's this. This is the reason why we diversify to a place, and and I I believe that having a little bit in in Bitcoin is a good thing, and I want to support that effort because of the fact that there's sometimes some funny business that happens with the banks, and then you've got these bailouts, and maybe it, maybe there's a bigger problem that's underlying it. I don't know. I mean, we're seeing SVP happen, and we're seeing Credit Suisse is a big problem, which I think is a completely different thing. I think there's some yeah. shenanigans going sure. on there. But um, I, 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 the reason why you're seeing a strong run in Bitcoin right now is because it was made so that nobody can fiddle with it. <laughs> it can't be messed with. It is an algorithm. And so that's why, not that I'm happy to see these things happen, but I'm happy there's an alternative. And I feel really bad for a lot of the people that had over two, you know, 250,000. That's the FDIC insured number. And then there were a lot of people, as I, the example I shared with you, that have a lot more in it. And it's scary if that happens to people. Um, yeah. Well, they're going to cover not that. A big fa- I mean, the I'm bank, not a big fan the, the of The government's going to cover that. Yeah. Right? And I'm not a fan of what the Federal Reserve is doing right now. I don't think that – I think they were late to start, and then they, then they pushed it too hard, and now you're in a point where you have these kinds of things happening because the rates rose too fast. And Silicon Valley Bank, which it, maybe people think it's only it's for high-tech companies or venture or whatever, they did not do anything risky necessarily, and this happened. No. Rates changed no. so fast, and, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, look, I, neither of us are financial or economists. Yeah. So, oh, please, but, yeah, but don't, don't but, base any judgment yeah. on this. But, but here's my here's my take on that, which is I agree with you that in in the scheme of life, it seems that's you know from all the reading I've done, Silicon Valley Bank did not do anything that was terribly risky. I what fascinated me, um, and this gets to that thread that was on Twitter and and some of the other reporting that I've seen coming out of this was how you know look, whether you agree with what the Fed has been doing with regarding interest rates rising or not, they haven't been terribly secret about their, their, you know, their intentions, right? I mean, it's been pretty clear for the last 18 months that they were going to be raising rates significantly to fight inflation. So to, to suddenly come out and say, oh, we're so shocked that rates have gone up, then, you know, and, and, and they didn't get out of those low interest bonds earlier, it, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of like really you you know you didn't um, but having said that I don't even think that was the issue because from all intents and purposes from what I'm hearing is that Silicon Valley Bank I mean literally after the run I mean if you can imagine a run on the bank only being down a billion dollars is they they were pretty well capitalized and so it feels like for the most part everybody's going to get their money out because they were capitalized well enough and that really the shutdown is more to do with the fact that it just everybody you know and that's the way banks work i mean you know not to put too fine a point on it but this is literally the embodiment of this is a wonderful it's a wonderful life right where you know the because 
uh, you know, Uncle Jack or whatever his name was, lost five grand in the street. And basically then a rumor started. And then all of a sudden now there's a run on the savings and loan and everybody wants their money out. And basically, you know, what, what Silicon Valley Bank wasn't able to do was what Jimmy Stewart did was what, talk to everybody and say, hey, just how much do you need this week, right? And, and, and really kowtow or, or, or ameliorate those fears. And that's, I think, where the, the, the social media factor comes in here because this was VC-driven, VC and, uh, and, and startup-driven. And so if they made a mistake, it was, A, being so overweighted into a sector that has been you know, cl- you know, hugely hit, right? I mean, big surprise, the tech sector is not doing well at all at the moment, you know, lost, losing anywhere between 60 and 80% of their value in, in, you know, on Wall Street. But secondly, the communication here from Silicon Valley Bank was really what is at suspect here because basically they went out and simultaneously sold all those bonds and then basically went to Wall Street and said, hey, by the way, we're going to sell some new bonds to make up the difference. That's what spooked everybody. And everybody went, oh, my gosh, you're selling, you're selling new bonds as you're already taking a loss on the bonds that you're, that you're, that you're selling. Well, we're getting out. And then the, the mass hysteria begins. So it's, it's a classic bank run. And it feels like the, the, you know, the interesting thing to me is how the mainstream media is portraying all of this as, oh, it was the interest rates that, that drove them down and basically, you know, collapsed them. I, I think, honestly, it wasn't the interest rates because, again, they had all sorts of advance warning that this was going to go on. It was their, their the the method by which they tried to look better in the eyes of Wall Street because their stock was tanking, and you know they had a classic run, and that was kind of it. Now, what's going on at Credit Suisse as a result of this and all of that? I think you're right. I think there's shenanigans going on there that probably was already going on. It's just coincidence. Um, but this is a real this is a real lesson for smaller regional banks that specialize in you know, these, these kinds of services to niche audiences. It's a, it's a, it's a very interesting lesson for, for everybody. Yeah. I don't know the insight. I think it, I don't know if I completely agree with what you're saying that they took those short term bonds and they could do anything with them since rates changed really quickly. I mean, we went through how long of a system of lower, lower rates, no rate change, no rate change. And then all of a sudden, boom, out of these, I don't know. What 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 do I know? I don't. I, I just. I think that the the issue that I have is that you've got communications coming out of the government that don't make any sense. We have Janet Yellen saying, "Oh, you know, we're not going to bail anybody out, including Silicon Valley Bank." And then the next day, they come out and say, "Oh, yeah, we are going to bail them out." I'm like, what? And any kind of inconsistent like like this, everybody says, "Oh, it's fear and crisis and whatever," and it's bigger than it is. So I'm I'm just hopeful that. Maybe this is not that big of a deal, but I don't trust any banking system. <laughs> I yeah. just don't. Right. Well, they're I not bailing don't. out the banking system. I mean, to be clear, they're not bailing out Silicon Valley Bank. What they're doing is they're making the the for the moment until they sort everything out. They're making depositors who had more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars whole. Yeah. In other words, they're making they're giving access to that money. They're giving access to those creditors, or excuse me, depositors who had money in the bank. 
and so you know i mean some of those vcs i'm sure had millions in there and in the bank and so my understanding is is that they're giving access to that money so that you can do things like make payroll and do all the things you need to do and then they'll figure out how liquid the bank is and see where the you know see where the 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 dollars ultimately fall because i think the i think what you'll find ultimately is that it, it will be very little ultimately you know I mean, you know, when we start talking the numbers in billions, it's it's obviously you know it's it's kind of gets a little ridiculous. But they're I think they're going to find that that the the bank itself had enough liquidity to ultimately satisfy the depositors. You know how much risk there was in the how much people had deposited with some level of shortfall. I'm I'm going to guess so, but not not every, you know it's not it's not zero or everything right. It's somewhere in between. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough to yeah. to comment any more than I have. I'm just yeah. I think a diver, a plan of diversification is your best bet, and I'm not surprised at anything anymore. With, yeah, and but well, just to your point, lar- this is some, uh, large banks for right from the stats that I've seen have more cash on hand than I think they've ever had in their existence. Yeah. I mean they're they are flush with cash right now, especially oh yeah coming out of twenty twenty one. So. And the thing is, the big banks, you know, like Chase, for example, Chase is 12,000 times bigger than Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah. I mean, it's not, they're not a little bit bigger. They're 12,000 times better, bigger. So it, it's this in the scheme of banks, yes, it's meaningful. They were the 16th or 17th largest bank, I think, in the U.S. And so it's meaningful, but it's, it's, there, there's a big jump between, number 16 and number you know 4 3 2 and 1 right it's 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 the difference between a few hundred billion dollars and trillions of dollars so yeah all right let's talk about some yeah. marketing stuff yeah let's get stuff in here so let's talk about facebook here because uh, facebook not having a great uh, week uh, this article also coming to us uh, via uh, cnn and the headline is the next aol Meta's massive layoffs, again, question about Zuckerberg's strategy as the company morale sinks. That's how Mark Zuckerberg described a memo, a challenging period in what the near future will be like for Meta employees after he announced the once impervious social media company will cut yet another 10,000 jobs in the months ahead. Zuckerberg, who has been conducting a review of the business, says he aims to execute on his so-called year of efficiency, outlined key changes that will be implemented across the organization, and more importantly, from a structural standpoint, Zuckerberg says he wants to flatten the company by removing multiple layers of management. Uh, The article goes on then to talk about the fact that it's going to be tough and that there is a layoff announcement that has happened this week and that there are sweeping changes necessary, according to Zuckerberg, in what he characterized as a deteriorating economy that will not soon heal. Um, I, I definitely have a small take on this, but I'm curious to get yours with uh, regard to Zuckerberg's comments and, and Meta and where they are. What do you think? I think that this is a whole big bag of nothing is what it's <laughs> Meta's massive. Okay, I'm reading this article from CNN Business. The next AOL, Meta's massive layoffs raise questions. Um, They still haven't laid off the number of people. They still have more more employees than they had before uh, COVID. So yeah, way more. Yeah, Yeah, way more. Way way more. So they overhired. They went. Business was so good. They started to bring people. And I read an article where there were people hanging around after product launches that didn't know. (laughs) What they were doing because they didn't were told that, that like what do I do? 
They're just standing. Okay, they overhired. Great. Now you've got a more efficient Zuckerberg with that's not throwing money at every kind of Web3 thing that's coming along or metaverse or whatever the case is. And they are, and that's why you've seen their stock double in the last two months. Because it's an, an efficient meta is probably a really solid company. I think that I don't say I think this is really just good management right now. And he's saying, okay, well, it is pulling back. And by the way, I've been talking with a lot of companies that rely on sponsorships. You know, we've looked at the sponsorship market. Sponsorships and advertising is way, way down in a lot of places because that's the first thing that gets pulled back in an economy where people aren't sure what's going on. It's not that the economy is bad. It's people. There's just uncertainty. And so people are pulling back advertising, and Meta's making a real strong decision, I think, here to, to be more efficient. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that at all. I think, um, I think a lot of this gets overblown um, in terms of because of the, you know, the, the headlines that the, the media can cover, sure. which is all about the, the Crisis, layoffs. fear. And, yeah, right, yeah. the cat- catastrophic catastrophe. Uh, anyway, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the word <laughs> catastrophic uh, news um, coming out of the mainstream media. But I, I think but the one thing I would point out is that um, I, Zuckerberg continues to show me anyway that his messaging just is is either tone deaf or just doesn't. He just, you know, I mean, really the the narratives that they put out are just not very good. I mean, you know, Google is always famous for not being terribly good with their the narrative that they create, you know, in terms of their uh, marketing and comms and all that stuff. And Zuckerberg is just th- this narrative that he's allowing to become public. It's just not working for me. I mean, the whole the whole thing about I need to flatten the organization because there's too much management. I can tell you firsthand that that's not true, that, the, the, you know, Facebook is a very flat organization. Um, there are a lot of people doing a lot of jobs. And so it, it, this is not a middle management problem. There may be a too many people problem, but it's definitely not a middle, the fact that he's got too middle management in there, which that, and the funny thing is, is that the narrative there about that tells me, ah, that's a leadership problem. In other words, what you're saying is, is that it's you, if you've got too much middle management, that's a leadership problem, not a hiring too many people problem. So which is it, right? You know, and, and so it, did you overhire or did you, did you overpromote or both? Yeah. Or what's the problem? Because that's a leadership issue, not, a, not necessarily a, a got too exuberant about where we were going from a, you know, from a growth standpoint. That's so... Anyway, somebody's probably somebody time telling the story. It, yeah, it's probably time for Zuckerberg to do a Bill Gates and to move out, become chairperson, create, get yeah, a new, or, or get, chief or or get, chief meta developer or whatever. something like that. Yeah, get you know a CEO I mean? yeah. in there. It's time. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm impressed that he's lasted this long and they've been able to do what they've done. It's a really amazing unicorn story, uh, one of a handful. So he's done an amazing job with what he's had now. Move aside, do the projects you want to work on, the developer stuff, the metaverse stuff, yep. whatever, and get somebody in there that, I mean, it worked really, really well for, for Microsoft. It worked really, really well for Google. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Time, I think. I think that's. I I'm think that's sure exactly that right. Mark is going to listen to us and make. Oh, yeah, the for choice. sure. I'm, he's a listener. Trigger. He's a listener to this show. Oh, yeah, sure. of course. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Course, Molly, Molly All right. Yeah. 
let's get let's uh, let's move on from this big bag of nothing, as Joe called it, um, and move on to a big bag of something, a big bag of money. That's for sure. Uh, T-Mobile uh, is buying Ryan Reynolds Mint Mobile for up to one point three five billion dollars. This is an amazing story. Uh, the article, which we'll uh, link to, which comes from us courtesy of The Verge, uh, basically opens up by saying T-Mobile is buying Mint Mobile, the budget-friendly mobile carrier that's partially owned by Ryan Reynolds. In a post published on Wednesday, T-Mobile announced that the deal's valued up to $1.35 billion and comes as T-Mobile looks to build out its prepaid phone offering. The acquisition should close later this year and involves a 39% cash and 61% stock purchase of Mint's parent company, Kaena Corporation. Uh, The price could change, however, as it depends on Mint's performance. Once the deal closes, Mint founders David Glickman, Rizwan Kasim will join T-Mobile to continue managing the brand, which T-Mobile says will generally operate as a separate business. Meanwhile, Reynolds will also remain a part of Mint's branding as T-Mobile, says he will continue in his creative role on behalf of Mint. I'd never dreamt I'd own a wireless company, and I certainly never dreamt I'd sell it to T-Mobile, Reynolds said in a tweet. Life is strange, and I'm incredibly proud and grateful. Uh, The article goes on to explain a little more details about the deal, but not a ton more, um, and talks about uh, T-Mobile and its history of uh, acquisitions and mergers and those sorts of things. So this, to me, is a marketing success story. I mean, this is truly elevating a brand uh, to provide an exponential number on your sale price. I mean, this is, what do you think? It, so it's a commodity. I mean, it's... Right, right. They took, so he, he takes a bunch of nothing and makes it $1 billion plus value. He did the same thing with, a, is it Aviator Gin, right? Was, was yeah, that the gin right. company yeah, sold that's for his. 600 yeah, that's plus million dollars? It's, yep. it's something that anyone can do. Uh, it's it's not proprietary information on on how the the whole thing works. Just creates a product that a lot of people already drink and says hey, we're going to differentiate this way. And they came out and they communicated differently. That's it. It's yeah. it's it's so simple. It's genius. And Ryan Reynolds is basically, if you look at any of the commercials, he's just himself. He's just Ryan yeah, Reynolds. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so that's I mean, right. it's well, a great and highly model creative. to follow. Yeah, and great. They just do amazing creative. I mean, he is he's an incredible creative director when it comes to doing ads and campaigns and and content and all those things. He's he's with both of his brands. Well, he's got multiple brands, but the, certainly the aviation gin and the mint thing um, is just it, it, the the creative behind it has been wonderful. I mean, the elevation of brand here is it, like you said, this is a commodity. And the fact that they've been able to elevate it to this level where it's worth more than a billion dollars. By the way, uh, it, it already relied on T-Mobile for the network. T-Mobile doesn't even have to integrate anything. It's That's just right. a different it's brand ju- within it's just T-Mobile. A, all the, yeah, exactly. All he did was build a white labeled brand over the top of, of an existing network and made it super valuable. And th- now he gets to sell it for... Uh, you know, now obviously he's got other partners and colleagues and all of that, and so he I'm knows sure. Yeah, I'm sure he only he's only going to get a couple hundred million dollars. So yeah, it's yeah, be it's only going to be that. for him. Yeah, exactly. But, but the, the I think the biggest deal that whenever we talk about it is when he sells Wrexham, him and uh, McElhaney, Rob McElhaney, who, who owned 
did you do you know the story behind that? Are you? Do you I know Rexham? some of the story. Yeah, it's a football team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, I think they spent two million dollars on that football team, and just to you, so you know how that is uh, working in our United States culture. I went to watch a Arsenal football match the other day, and there were three people there that had Wrexham shirts on. This wow. is a. This is not even. It, it's like five leagues away from being in the Premier League. That's and right. They're that yeah. popular. It's Ted Lasso league, right? You know, it's that it's that league. <laughs> yeah, well, well, Ted Lasso is in the Premier League now. If the new Ted Lasso right. just came out, they got Back, they got promoted. Yeah, yeah they got promoted. but this yeah, one yeah. is one below, one below, one below, one below, and one below that in the National League. Like not even in the pyramid of. So they, if they're going to be in the Premier League, they're going to have to win their division six years in a row, I think five or six years in a row to get to the Premier League. Right, which I think is what they're what they want to do. And again, it's it's just the way they're marketing it. They put the show together before this whole thing happened. There was a plan, a strategy. It's just it's kind of brilliant. It's it's yeah yeah yeah. It's really it's he's a he's he's a fantastic and very talented marketer. And the fact that he's also devastatingly handsome is just really quite annoying. Really, more than anything else, he's on my list. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah oh, okay, all Mine. right. He's on your list. All I love right. Love me some fantastic. Ryan Reynolds. There you right go. Now. All right. <laughs> Just leave that there. Yeah, uh, exactly. Our, <laughs> let's move on to our, our next story here, which is, of course, about uh, AI. Of course, we have to cover some level of AI. It is, after all, the hottest thing that's going on. This week, uh, ChatGPT4 came out and was released uh, into the wild, as well as Google's new AI tools, uh, which are also there. Uh, this will link to, in the show notes, a, an article from Digiday, which starts out by saying the flurry of news related to artificial intelligence might soon require people to have their own AI just to keep up and make sense of all the updates. Both Google and OpenAI rolled out new updates to their AI offerings yesterday. Google announcing new capabilities in the morning and OpenAI releasing its much-awaited chat GPT-4 only a few hours later. With new APIs for developers and businesses, Google released new tools for generating text and images uh, and down the road also audio and video. Along with new AI features for Gmail and Google Docs, there are specific new tools for marketers in Google Cloud to do brainstorming, copywriting, as well as generating emails and creative assets. Then OpenAI revealed ChatGPT4, the company's newest language model. The company says it's 40% more likely than its predecessor to produce factual responses and 82% less likely to respond with disallowed content, both areas of ongoing concern. Uh, the article goes on to really talk through a lot of the details here in terms of the way that they're, each company is rolling out these things, uh, especially OpenAI and ChatGPT4. I've had a chance to play with it. I'm a paid, as we talked about last show, I'm a paid yeah, why don't you, subscriber. So, yeah, why don't you talk about the difference between the, the new up, upgrade here? What's going on? You know, the, 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 the upgrade, as I understand it, and the technology is a little above my head, but the basically it's uh, it, the ChatGPT4 is exponentially bigger in terms of the learning model uh, and uh, the what they I forget exactly what they call it, but it's the the number of ways that it can process information. So it's going to have the ability to process things like uh, audio, video, images, uh, as well as text, as well as go much, 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 much exponentially deeper in terms of the way the learning model works, uh, in terms of formulating qualitative responses back to you. So that's the layman's way of explaining it. And I've played with it. And I will tell you, I've done some of the same prom, uh, 
uh, prompts that I did in ChatGPT3, and it's, I mean, I can, is it, you can, can see is it. It's, it's noticeable? It's noticeably better, yes. It's noticeably better. Um, I had it I, I had it rewrite a abstract for a webinar that I've got coming up, and it was, I mean, I just said basically rewrite this, rewrite this abstract, which was maybe, you know, 150 words, rewrite this abstract to be more clever and more clear, colon, and then I put in quotes the, the 150-word abstract, and the result was amazing. The result was a much better abstract, Jeez. honestly. I mean, I had to make a few tweaks um, to people's names and, you know, what their actual titles were and stuff like that, but yeah, it's, it's you know, as a starting point, it was it was it was really really good yeah it's it's this is it is a game changer for sure in terms of in terms of being able to write good original uh content or rewrite which is how i like to use it rewriting uh what i call constructive content which is content that we have to write that we want to be clear we want to be uh creative in some level but it's not the thing right it's the thing about the thing um, and whether so abstracts or explanatory types of paragraphs or uh, those kinds of elements of content that we want to create but aren't necessarily putting our original thought or wisdom or creativity into. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's the flavor of the week, month, and year, right? It's with yeah. what's going on with this thing. I, <laughs> I, you're seeing so many either integrations or new businesses launching because of this. And that's one, this is natural. This occurs. I remember when, when content marketing took off, I mean, how many new content marketing companies and content marketing software, content marketing as a service were launched. And this is 10 times, hundred times that. Um, yeah. So it's interesting to see that. So we'll see what happens in the next 12 to 18 months. It's obvious. I mean, all I did was I went to it and I, I asked it the new version. I said, what should Joe Polizzi's next book be about? That's that was my question because I'm like, oh my god, and it's so much better. What did you get back? <laughs> so I have it in front of me. It's this, as an AI language model, I cannot know what Joe Polizzi's interests or plans are. However, goes on, he may choose to write about topics related to this area. So basically, the future of content marketing, effective content creation, building a successful content marketing team, the business case for content marketing, and the intersection of content marketing and customer service. It's interesting. None of this I want to do, by the way. So right, of course. <laughs> but right. it makes sense. It makes sense. That's what I came up. But with. that's I always the key. Just go ask it stupid that's, questions. So, so what you just demonstrated is a great example, and I wrote about this for uh, for CMI and, and uh, in a in a longish blog post where I talked about the you know maybe I even mentioned it on the show where I I I I, I combined uh, I used the idea the Dr. Seuss idea of there's no one youer than you. Right, which is a happy birthday to you. It comes from that book, um, and that's the key. Only you can exist today, right? Only you can exist today. So only you can know what is really true, even though what what ChatGPT came back with is accurate, based on what has been, right? It based on yesterday, based on years go by. The learning model can only look to the past. Only you can look to the future. So the fact that it knew how to describe relative to the odds about what your next book might be about. It's accurate. That's an accurate statement. However, it's not a true statement. In yeah. other words, it's, it, it's not truth, because your truth is that what, who you are today 
is much different and where you're going only you can know and that's the that's the advantage that humans have over an AI engine is that no one can be youier than you and so you have to you have to take that into account and that's where our creativity our wisdom and our value will always shine through yeah and i somebody asked me the other day oh joe the whole human and ai content thing where's it going i said it's an amazing tool if the tool works for you and your process and your content great use it if it doesn't that's don't right. you know what it's a tool it, it's an incredible tool, powerful tool. Yeah. Again, even more powerful. I don't know where it's going to go in five to ten years, but right now, it's just a tool, folks. Yeah, that's exactly it. So, it's just a, tool. just a tool. Just a tool. Just a just tool. Just a tool. Yeah. <laughs> There's a joke. There's a joke sitting right there, <laughs> and I'm tool? not even going near. Who's the tool? I'm, You're a tool. Who's who? Does number two? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway, the 17 year olds yeah. and us just came out. Okay. Uh, Let's uh, let's move on to our rants and raves. Actually, um, you know because, what? Before yeah. we do rants and raves, yeah, we, okay. I yeah. know we went through it as our key story last week, but you probably should just, you know, oh, the, the breaking about news about the yeah. yeah so we just yeah, mention so. it. It's just breaking news type of stuff, you know. Yeah, it is. It, well, it actually is because it literally came out uh, last night. Um, so uh, and uh, uh, well, here's here it comes, right? So it's the U.S. I guess has threatened to ban TikTok. I mean, yet again, uh, if TikTok's now, but this is the new part. If TikTok's Chinese owners don't sell their stake into ByteDance, ultimatum. Uh, that, yeah, yeah. This I I think it's very interesting here. So the Biden administration is demanding that TikTok's Chinese owners sell their stake in the video sharing app or face a possible U.S. ban of the app, which is a kind of a silly statement right there because they're not going to do that um according to people familiar with the matter the move represents a major shift in policy on the part of the administration does it really is that a major shift in policy anyway um a major shift in policy on the part of the administration which has been under fire from some republicans who say it hasn't taken enough stance to address the perceived security threat from tiktok owned by Beijing-based ByteDance. So the article goes on in some length. Uh, this is a Wall Street Journal article, by the way, if I didn't mention that, um, to talk about the you know sort of high-stakes game being played here with uh, TikTok. Uh, and basically, the TikTok CEO has come back uh, literally today as we speak and said, yeah, if we sell, that doesn't solve your security concerns. Exactly my point from last week. Um, and so <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> the, it's, this is a little bit of gamesmanship going on here, yeah, but I love Yeah, that's exactly take. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah. You keep going. I no, no, no. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm done. I wanted to get your take. Oh. I, 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 I mean, I have a little bit more, but, but go ahead. I, I want to make sure that. Oh you, yeah, I didn't. Mean, you, I, was, I was just saying. I think it, it, this is definitely positioning uh, a little yeah. bit back and forth. I don't think this is going to be imminent. We talked about. There's an. I really believe there's another trigger that has to happen, but this is the natural pushing on of. All right, we're. The U.S. wants something to happen and uh, can't just say it all at once and just keeps getting stronger and stronger and more things behind it and the tension is rising and then something else is going to happen. I still think yeah. that we're, we're weeks, months, many months probably away from something happening. But yeah, yeah, we called this and here it is. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing to me is, so we had a, a one of our listeners, hi out there, um, you know who you are. Uh, we had a bit of an email debate about this because he was taking us, you and I to task uh, about the discussion we had about 
uh, the bill going too far uh, in terms of the ban on TikTok and, uh, and was really suggesting that the bill, as flawed as it might be, but, but the banning TikTok is a good thing. And what I was saying back to him was, great, we, we you know, and, and I don't know if you agree with this as well, but I'll just tell you what my point of view on it was. I said, yes, fine. I don't care, honestly, if Biden or anybody bans TikTok. I probably yeah, that's coming. However, this bill is not the way to do it. This bill is ridiculous um, at its at its face. And I actually then went because I know you did actually read part of the bill and I went yep. and actually read the bill. And it's, you know, it is silly. That bill is just re- s- silly in terms of how broad it is. And, you know, the one of the things that the bill actually says in the middle of it is, here are all the covered entities. It includes any government, any labor union, any state, any company, any person, basically anybody that the government deems is providing harm or national security risks to can be banned under this bill. And it, it, it is just so broad and so, so just overly uh, weird in, in the way that it's written. I just think it's, it's, not, it's not a good bill. So our point and my point was, yes, I think Biden should be able to, right? But don't, for all these political Congress critters out there, don't hide behind a thing going, oh, well, it's the law that said that they were banned. No, come out and say, we're, I'm banned. I want to ban TikTok specifically and only TikTok because of security or whatever the, the rationale is. That's the, that's the message there. Because otherwise, we should be talking about everybody else. We should be talking about Facebook. We should be talking about Twitter. We should be talking about Instagram. We should be talking about anybody who has an algorithm that can ultimately sway public opinion. Well, but this is, it is different because this is owned by the Chinese Communist Party. So Agreed, but, that, but, but the bill basically says that it could be anybody. Well, it... It, no, I think I mean we're on the same page. It, yeah, it, it's so it, I don't. It's so wide ranging. It wasn't meant to, but I think that's the problem that you and I have with it. It's just so broad. It was meant to be only for China and Iran, and I think North Korea or whatever the case was. But just breaking news here as well. Uh, just an hour before we got on here, uh, yeah. the UK has banned officially banned TikTok off of their government on their government devices. So that is a new. So again, back to the point, all these things are just dominoes set up for culmination of something to happen. And uh, it's just going to be interesting to see what what finally I think something is going to happen this time as opposed to when Trump got behind it the last time and just fizzled. I don't think this is going to fizzle. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, now let's get to our rants and rave section um, and uh, and see what we've got going on here. So, uh, you uh, do you want to go first? Or yeah, I'll go, go first. first. Mine's, Mine's real, really quick. Real, yeah, 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 real quick here. Um, right. yeah. So, everything, everywhere, all the all at once. You watched it, correct? Did you see the movie? I did. I have not seen the movie yet. No, no. Oh, you've not the, seen I the movie. The, oh. I have not seen the movie it yet. Doesn't no. matter. But, doesn't matter. But. Yeah. Uh, regardless if you loved it or hate it, it was the most interesting movie, that interesting movie that I saw of the year. It won seven Oscars, uh, including Best Picture last week. And the interesting part, I just went into the backstory a little bit, and this is what I think the, where I think the story is for what I want to talk about. The Daniel Kwan, Daniel Scheinert collaboration 
that started this whole movie was really a passion project that began in the year 2010. So that's 13 years ago. So just a quick timeline to talk about it. So in 2010, they began the project. They didn't start production on the whole thing till eight years later, 2018. Principal wow. photography was in 2020. The film premiered at South by Southwest in 2022. And of course, 2023, 13 years later, receives the Oscar for Best Picture. And my, my point here is just to say for all you content creators, storytellers out there, it's a really fresh reminder not to give up if you believe in your story. The most important skill for a content creator is by far patience. And I know many talented people who know how to tell incredibly in, a, in emotional stories, but unfortunately most give up way too soon. They go a year, maybe two. They just don't have the patience to last. And I mean, heck, I mean, you, everybody who listens to this and knows my story. I mean, I was about ready to give up in 2009. It just wasn't working. We were losing money. Luckily, we were patient and then Content Marketing Institute was born as we got this whole thing going. So you may have a great idea and you may have a lot of stories to tell, but it's impossible to know when the date will be where the stars align. So I just love this example of how they stuck with it. It was a passion project. They believed in it. They stuck to their guns and wanted certain things in it. And 13 years later, they've got the Oscar. So yeah, that's the story. That's exactly. Yeah. No, they've done it. They've And, and, Fun fact, did you know that that directing team was the, um, uh, oh gosh, now I'm I totally just blanked on the rap video that they, that they did. Uh, it, it used to be one of the key songs that you used to play at Content Marketing World. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, God, what's the name? Um, ah. uh, I don't know either. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll try and look it up here. Uh, Anyway, uh, let me just do mine real quickly here, and then uh, and I'm okay. I'll, I'll look it. I'll look it up while you do yours. I'll look it. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You do. You'll you'll know exactly. Just look up the directing team in their first rap video. It's it's a very famous rap video. Anyway, uh, uh, so yeah, mine is. I just want to rave a bit. I just finished The Last of Us, um, which I knew the story. I knew the because I've I'm very familiar with the video game. Um, and so I just want to give a huge rave and a recommendation for it as a series. Just incredibly layered. Um, you know, it, it's it's very rare that a video game has that level of depth in terms of ethics and and emotions and character development and backstory and all the kinds of things that you would expect in a great drama. And what uh, the team did in terms of translating it and being so very faithful to the game and which is says something about how faithful they could be and not have to invent a bunch of stuff. Uh, but have the creative ability to invent a few things, um, especially one of the episodes, which those of you who have seen it will know exactly which episode I'm talking about, but um, to sort of finish the way it finished, which was, again, very faithful to the game, and leave us with a very interesting de you know, debate and or questions and or what it really means to be a hero it's just there's it's it was just really 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 good and i couldn't rave enough about it i just i just really loved it and thought it was fantastic so there you go yeah and i and i never you know i on your recommendation i watched i thought it was an excellent series and yeah uh, the storytelling in it just tremendous i don't know anything about the the video game but yeah uh, okay you ready i got the answer yeah. for you yeah uh, Lil John and DJ Snakes turned down for what? Turned down for what? That's a turn down for what? Yeah. Yeah, right. 
I did not realize yeah. that they did a bunch of yeah, videos. Isn't that they did, they yeah. did videos for Tenacious D, and yeah, a bunch exactly. of other people as well. Yeah. So yeah, it is very talented pair. It's it's amazing to see that. So I, I would recommend. Yeah, I would recommend watching the movie for everyone again. Uh, I know some people that absolutely hated it, but I I've never seen a movie quite like it. So it's so original. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And it is science fiction, folks. So it's not like this is. You know, you're not going to be watching Pride and Prejudice or anything. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. So, there you go. All right. What do you got this week? Uh, you know, still, we're, we're two weeks away from, um, Creator Economy Expo early bird deadline. So, we're just trying to, folks, cex.events, uh, use coupon code TOM to get $200 off. Uh, would love to see you all there. And, uh, you know, I've got my marathon training. that i've been doing as well i got a 20 mile run coming up on sunday so oh wow it's part Holy of my smokes it's part of my training and uh that's it's funny because i was talking with my wife yesterday and she put her hand on mine she said i'm so glad that you're only going to do one marathon <laughs> so just 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 making sure i understand that i'm not going to do this training again so that's yeah so funny that's i mean that's I'm very proud for you because that's that's incredible. That's an incredible accomplishment and an amazing thing. Um, yeah, thank you. We'll and see know, how yeah we'll yeah. S- we'll see how it goes. April 23rd. oh you're going to be great. You're going to be twenty third. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll have some fun with it. How about uh, how about yourself? What do you got going on? Well, I'm not going to be running a marathon. That's for sure. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, working on you know trying to get. Uh, you know, getting a little bit away this weekend for some much needed R and R time, but uh, uh, but then back again next week. Really, really diving back into it. It's it's a busy couple of weeks here, and and sort of trying to get everything organized and all that, and then looking forward to, of course, getting ready for CEX. So yeah, the all all hashtag all the things is 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 what we're working on this week. Busy times, good stuff. Busy times. All right. Busy times, good stuff. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and, uh, and oh, and by the way, I hear I forgot to do it again before rants and raves. If you want to get over to our site, do it, won't you? This old marketing dot site. Uh, we'd love for you to give us the voicemails. Send us emails. Uh, we we dealt, we love getting those voicemails and emails and story ideas and all those things. Um, but uh, until we see you again next week, remember it is your story to tell. Tell it well. We'll see you next week. On this old marketing.